Welcome to the Programming Podcast. Here you can learn about computer science concepts in a brief and accessible way. I'm your host, Minko Gadget. Hello everyone. In this episode of the Programming Podcast, we are going to discuss a slightly different topic. Instead of focusing on a purely software engineering or computer science concept that we can directly apply in practice, we're going to discuss slightly more theoretical thing. We're going to talk about modeling of real-world events with mathematical functions. In general, the main purpose of this episode is to show you how we can model the currently happening COVID-19 pandemics and make predictions about it. Of course, obviously our model is not going to be the most accurate one, so I would not recommend you to use it in order to make assumptions, it's better to always follow uh, the official information coming from the World Health Association. But in the episode, I hope to give you a good idea of how the math that we're using at school, in particular derivatives, functions and differential equations, could be used in practice in order to achieve something meaningful, in order to make predictions which are very important for our lives. I'm also hoping to give you an intuition, mathematical intuition, on how the things that are happening around us can be impacted to a huge extent just by making a very tiny change in one of the formulas that we're going to discuss. And this tiny change can be completely directed by a very small change in our own behavior as humans. So let us get started. First, how can we model a real world event by using mathematical functions? Well, this is a topic that we have been discussing, I guess, since primary school. For example, we can measure the velocity of an object over a certain period of time by taking the distance traveled and dividing it by the time passed, right? And this is a really accurate way to measure the average speed of an object. But imagine that we are dropping a glass from certain distance we might be interested in calculating what is going to be the velocity of this glass when it hits the floor. So we want to know the instantaneous velocity of our glass at a particular point in time. In order to do that, we can take the equation which determines the motion of our object and we can just find its derivative and substitute the time with the particular time that we are interested in. That's pretty much all of it. Of course, if you haven't done this far too many times, this might be still a little bit abstract. That's why I have applied an excellent resource from the MIT, which can explain you how derivatives work in even more details. But the good news is that we are not going to discuss derivatives too much today. We're just using them as an annotation for the formulas that we're going to build together. So I promised at the beginning that we are going to model the real world epidemic or even pandemic that is happening right now. One of the most popular epidemic models out there is called SIR. It comes from susceptibles, infected, and recovered. So it measures how does the ratio of the susceptibles, infected, and recovered people during an epidemic varies over time. In fact, the World Health Organization, they were using similar model in order to predict what is going to be the impact and the spread of the COVID-19 virus. They're using a slightly more complicated model compared to what I'm going to show you today. But knowing what we're going to talk about today, you will be able to understand their model yourself. Now, first, let's start by 
modeling the recovery rate. So we are interested in how many people are going to get recovered at certain point in time. Let's say that we're interested at how many people are going, are going to get recovered tomorrow. For the purpose, we're going to take a look at how many infected people we have right now, which we can measure with the function i of t, let's say, of time. And we can multiply this by a parameter called a recovery rate. Since we're measuring how many people we're going to get recovered every day, we can calculate this recovery rate by taking uh, the probability for a certain person to get recovered today, which we can estimate by taking uh, the duration for which the illness continues, which for COVID-19 is about two weeks. So the probability for a person, random person, from the infected ones to get recovered today is around 1 14th. All right, so we can measure the number of infected people who are going to get recovered today by multiplying the number of infected people today by 1 14th. That's it. And since we're going to measure the rate of change of this function, we can call it the derivative of the recovery function. How are we going to measure the number of infected people today? Well, it has something to do with the number of people who get recovered as well, right? So probably we need to find how many people are going to get infected and from this subtract the number of people who are going to get recovered. And how many people are going to get infected? Well, this depends on the number of infected people today, the number of susceptibles, the number of people who can get infected, and a variable. This variable is called the transmission rate. It is pretty much determined by how many people a given infected person can interact with and what is the probability for this person to infect these people with whom they have interacted with. So this means that we can model the number of infected people by taking uh, this transmission rate, multiplying it by the number of infected people and the number of susceptibles. And also we need to subtract the number of recovered people, which is gamma multiplied by the number of infected people. And that's pretty much everything. Now, as you can see from here, we have a very interesting constant, this constant, uh, the transmission rate, which determines how many people are going to get infected every day. I already told you that it depends on how many people the infected already people interact with every day. So a tiny change in this parameter can lead to a significant change of the results. Another interesting observation is that the number of infected people today depends to a huge extent by the number of infected people yesterday. If we ignore for a second that the number of infected people today depends also from the number of recovered people, we can make a very simple mathematical model again. For example, let us suppose that on average, one person can infect two other people. This means that first we have one infected person, right after that the next day we have two, after that the next day these two people they infect two other people, and so on and so forth. Eventually we're going to get a really fast-growing exponential function. We're going to get a function where we're multiplying uh, the number of people infected at a certain point by two constantly. And uh, this is pretty terrible. If we let this function grow a lot for 15 days, we're going to get about 32,000 infected people. This is two on the power of 15. But on the other side, 
the dynamics of the infection for COVID-19 is a little bit worse. So COVID-19 grows with 2.6 people, according to WHO. So every infected person can potentially transmit the disease to two to three other people. If we let this infection grow for the same period of 15 days, we're going to reach 1.6 million infected people. See how this tiny change from 2 to 2.6 increased the number of infected people in orders of magnitude from 32,000 to 1.6 million. Now you can see that this social isolation, it totally makes sense. We are reducing the number of people that we are interacting with, but at the same time, we're reducing the risk for transmitting diseases. I hope this episode gave you a good intuition on what derivatives are and how we can use them in order to model real world events. I also hope that you got a very high level idea of how the SIR model works and also how by changing a tiny parameter with a tiny bit in this exponential function can lead to significantly different results. I have shared a lot of different resources in the page associated with this episode. Thank you very much for listening. To learn about new episodes, you can follow me on Twitter at mgetchup. The list of all resources and recordings is available at podcast.mgetchup.com. Thanks for listening.